Hey, before we jump in, Hash Rate Up is not just a podcast. I want to be your partner in the ever-evolving world of the Bitcoin mining industry. Through extensive connections and by constantly updating research, I can help you find hosting solutions that match your needs and budget, while also providing competitive pricing on the latest ASIC miners. So if you are ready to take your Bitcoin mining operation to the next level, let's work together to find quality hosting and ASICs at prices that won't break the bank. The best part about this? My input comes free of charge. Whether you're a seasoned miner or just dipping your toes into the world of Bitcoin mining, I'm here to help you make the first or next steps. They are great peace of mind hosting opportunities. Whether you're an individual with a couple of ASICs or an institution with 500 to 2000 units, or you want to go even larger than that, let me help you find competitive offers from well-positioned participants in the mining industry around the world. You can find my contact information below in the show notes. Let's get your hash rate up. With that being said, let's jump in. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you very much again for tuning in and listening. Today, I'm back with another very exciting guest. Um, Alejandro joins me today. Alejandro de la Torre. Um, so what's the current block height, please? Can you give me that? Of course. Thanks for having me. 818-974 current block hash rate the last 30 days, 475 exa hashes per second. And the hash price today is $75.96. Yeah, not too different from the last episode, which I recorded two days ago, but slowly creeping up there again, um, getting yeah. ready for the difficulty to punch us in the face and, and knock us down a, not a, knock us down a peg and for the notes to tell us to take it easy. Uh, Alejandro, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you much for your time. Um, thank you very much for your time, I should say. I know you are a very sure. busy guy. Um, you recently had an interview come out with, with the mining pod as well. There have been a bunch of articles. I really wanted to get you on as well to talk um, at a bit more longer time frame to maybe get into a couple more details, talk about the business side of things. Um, and then I understand that maybe we do a follow-up uh, on the technical side um, some other time. Um Alejandro, for those people that don't know you, I know you're active on Twitter as well. Um, give people a short intro to yourself, what your Bitcoin story is, how you found um, this this beautiful thing that doesn't let us go anymore. And um, yeah, <laughs> let, let's start there. Okay. All right. Uh, um, likewise, thank you for having me, Jesse. Um, so I started in Bitcoin in 2013. I got into Bitcoin because I believe in the, um, the freedom aspects of it. I believe that we as a humanity as a whole, we need uh, a new monetary system that is not controlled by anyone, by any government, by any corporation, by, by no one. So um, those ideals rang very true to me. Um, and I got into I got into Bitcoin and I never looked back. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, the I started I started I'm, I'm more of a I'm more on the business side of things. Then on the technical side of things, so I started looking into um, what type of businesses there were in, in the Bitcoin uh, space in those days, and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of opportunities. So I started I started you know trying trying things. Um, I eventually joined a uh, block uh, a startup in Amsterdam where I used to where I used to be based <clears throat> called Blocktrail. Blocktrail um, was uh, then acquired by Bitmain, a large mining manufacturer. And Bitmain gave us the BTC.com um, URL brand um, and added a mining pool to, to, to BTC.com. So that's when I started my um, mining pool uh, journey, I would say. We grew that to be the number one mining pool in the industry for two years in a row in, in terms of global hash rate. Uh, we had all the largest miners across the globe in those days. I ran, I ran that as vice president for three years and co-founder, um, three and a half years. Uh, also, uh, I experienced lots of um, lots of interesting things in those days. We had the block size war, um, and I was, you know, part of. I was working for Bitmain, so I experienced uh, um, the post traumatic stress disorder <laughs> of of the of the war. Um, but I learned a lot, which eventually I'll get back to that uh, at a later time. I then. Um, after 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 Bitmain slash BTC.com, I joined uh, Poolin. We it was the whole entire development team of BTC.com that left, and we and we started Poolin. Um, Poolin grew to be number two, number three in global hash rate in terms of Bitcoin. Uh, we had um, we had some um, 
some setbacks from <clears throat> the Chinese government um, and uh, the Chinese mining ban, the Great Minor Migration, which is a term I coined. Um, I was the first. I was the first guy, essentially the first person uh, from the Chinese mining ecosystem or industry that was in Texas, um, and I helped bring around one gigawatt of mining equipment from China to the U.S. Um, and so I was there when when you know the mining industry uh, was born in Texas, and I had a great time. I stayed there for about a year. Um, I know Texas is a great place, and shout out to all my Texas miners. <laughs> um, after that, uh, after we set up the uh, mining farm for Pulin, I have I have experience setting up mining farms too. Um, I decided to to move on uh, from Pulin. Um, and um, <clears throat> um, I took some time off and went surfing. Uh, that was fun. Uh, but then I joined uh, Block, uh, which is uh, Jack Dorsey's company. I helped them with their hardware uh, for around 10 months uh, and uh, learned a lot there. Um, and, <clears throat> and what I realized working on Block is that, you know, I'm, I kind of feel like... Uh, there's a gap and there's a need for a new mining pool. So as soon as I left Block, I started. I started. You know, um, I worked. Very, I've been working very closely with SRI, which is the Stratum V2 Open Source Implementation. I've been helping them with with the with the mining as much as with, with the open source implementation as much as I can. Um, um, I sent I've sent the miners and I helped them along the way. So I did that too, um, and and um, eventually uh, started my mining pool. Um, it, I launched it yesterday, or two days ago, 24 hours ago, something like that. Um, and it's the Stratum V2 pool. Um, and it's a solo pool for now. We're, we're launching the normal pool at a later time, Q1. Um, and the idea is for miners to build their own block templates and add their own transaction sets to the to to the block. So this is this is um, a censorship resistance uh, uh, feature. Um, you know, I'll get into that at a later time where that's important. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. And one last thing I want to talk about was the, um, I, as, as I said earlier, I was, I was there when the Bitcoin, Bitcoin cash uh, became, you know, with the block size wars and I learned a lot of how, of how forks work and how forks are activated. So I, I helped, uh, Taproot for Bitcoin, um, activate, uh, by connecting or by basically getting all the mining pools and miners informed of what Taproot was, this took this took a long time. This took a lot of a lot of work. It was I did this for for five months nonstop, um, and and get the mining pools to signal if they were willing to upgrade or uh, to uh, yeah to upgrade to Taproot uh, um, through miner activated software. And I like to as as we know. Taproot is already in Bitcoin, so it, it was a success. I got 95% of the mining pools to say yes. And then later, Bitcoin Core uh, came out with Speedy Trial uh, and got that through. So, um, you know, I... Interesting, man. I mean, it's, it's safe yeah. to say that you've probably had as much influence on the protocol from a mining perspective with, that you can have without being a core developer. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you've you've seen a lot. You've been to a lot of stations, um, yeah. and I mean, obviously you're well connected. Now, you, now you're doing the pool that, that we're going to get into. Um, I just had one question before that. So, so what skill set does it take Alejandro to land a job at Bitmain that early, as a European? Um, I don't <laughs> think that's easy. Give me a bit of no. color there. No. Um... In those days, those those days were very. This is this is when Bitmain had like, I think when I joined Bitmain there was around a hundred employees. Now there are a couple a thousand, not a couple thousand. Um, so in those days it was very Bitcoin oriented, um, and they were they were they as you know Bitmain still has the best mining rigs in, in the in the industry, um, and they were growing very fast. So they needed a team that was you know. That was uh, based outside of Asia, um, and we 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 were we you know Block Trail, which was the 
uh, startup that they acquired was was the leading analytics and block explorer and API for Bitcoin in those days. So we were we were crushing it, um, and they saw an opportunity. And we had we we started that startup with very little money, very little money, and we and we we managed to 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 live for a couple of years off of that. So they saw potential in us, um, and they needed some they needed non non Asian uh, members to help them expand worldwide so that's what that's what we did nice man congratulations we were we were, we were bitcoiners bitcoiners they needed they needed uh strong bitcoiners to join the team yeah they needed people to understand it on a deep level at that time it's probably yeah. not not easy to find right no. um okay so so many questions already um the Let, let's start with with the pool. Tell tell me more about the pool. Um, why you did that? Why Stratum V2? Why is there no other Stratum V2 out there yet? Um, and give people a basic rundown of what Stratum V2 delivers over over version one. What are the, the core benefits? And why should why will miners decide to go with your pool instead of instead of others? Okay. Uh, so the reason why I I've done the Stratum V2 uh, mining pool um, is because I believe that it, it's an upgrade for, for Bitcoin mining. The protocol Stratum V1 is very old. I think it's around 11 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and it has it has a lot of a lot of low-hanging fruit that can be upgraded very easily, which Stratum V2 does. Like, for example, it, it changes uh, all the JSON to binary which helps improve bandwidth and server load costs and um, latency that right there is already a very good feature that was really easy to, to implement but it also brings um very important upgrades uh like uh end-to-end -end encryption and i have a story there because uh, when i used to work at Poolin mining pool the chinese telecom company which is the one that controls all the in all the internet of, of china um, one day took up all the pools offline, all the Chinese mining pools offline. This was because the, the, the data from miner to pool was, is unencrypted um, and they were, able to, they were able to snoop the, the network and, and figure out you know, that this is a quick Quick question on that, Alejandro, sorry. I always thought that the, the bandwidth and the, the packages were so small that they would just sort of disappear into the noise of, of all the data that's being transmitted. So that's wrong. It's easy. Is it easy or is it is it with little effort possible to identify Bitcoin mining traffic? I mean, I, the answer is yes, because of what happened um, in China. Um, they were able to, to, to kick us all offline. And we had to, quite literally, we had to, you know, switch servers to a different country, you know, um, because... They, 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 they hit us. So the answer is yes. Um, and Stratum V2 brings end-to-end -end encryption, which um, it's not it's not impossible to, you know, because, um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of players in the world can can, can crack encryption. Or There's can, no such thing as impossible in IT. Exactly. Right? There's always exactly. just cat and mouse. I understand, yeah. Yeah, but it's much harder. It's much, much harder. Um, and that's a, that's a win for us miners. Um, The last thing we need as miners is it's we don't need a man in the middle attack. <laughs> that's the last thing we need. So that that's improved in Stratum V2. Um, another and in, in my opinion, this in my opinion, this is what sets a, a Stratum V2 pool apart from uh, a Stratum V1 or Stratum V2 Lite. I like to call it because there's some there's some pools out there that have Stratum V2 features already implemented, but that don't have the main feature, which is um, uh, allowing miners to build their own block template and adding their own transaction sets. That is the fundamental, the fundamental, you know, key feature of Stratum V2. Um, with with that feature, the pools. This it's kind of, I guess, some people listening can think maybe that's counterintuitive um, because you, I'm losing as a pool operator a lot of power, but that's exactly what I want. This is the ethos of Bitcoin. This is what I signed up for back in 2013. Um, for decentralization, and what well, I'm, I'm a miner, and I'm I'm, a, I'm in the mining industry, so I want I focus on decentralization in this segment of Bitcoin, and Stratum V2 brings this. How does it bring it? Uh, miners 
can now, uh, the pool in the past was trying to be one, uh, were the ones who build the block template and add the transaction to it. That means that as a pool operator, I can say, hey, this transaction I don't want. And we've seen that recently with the F2 pool OFAC, um, which means like uh, essentially policing their, their, their transactions on, 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 their, on their pool uh, and on the mining network. Um, Get into that a little bit. OFAC compliance F2 pool, right? Or was it another one? F2 pool, yeah. yeah. So they so, basically they basically looked at transactions, did an, anal yeah. an on-chain analysis of where the funds likely came from and said, no, we're not going to include this in our block. Somebody else has to mine this. Correct. I think it was actually the other way around. There was someone was sending a transaction to an OFAC wallet, but but basically it's the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, they said okay. no. They 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 took the transaction. They basically didn't mind the transaction in the block. So now game so, theory, just to just to give you my, my thoughts, and I, I want to hear yours as well. Game theory would now say in the past, you know, this is now a practical case. There's always just been theory before that for me, right? Game theory would say, hey, all the miners see this. Ah, there was a transaction not included in the block, so now we're all going to switch pools. Um, but apparently... Miners are not that way inclined. They like to stay with F2 pool. They don't like the effort of switching pools for just because of this. They're not like activists or whatever. Um, and they probably will also um, limit their profits if they now switch to a different pool that doesn't have the same payouts or whatever. And all their sort of setup is, is geared towards F2 pool. Is that is that does that make sense to you? Um, or um, what is your um, what's the miners thinking there? I get this question a lot, a lot, and I used to get this question almost every day when I used to, when I was, uh, you know, helping with the taproot effort. Um, look, miners are the the way Bitcoin was designed was, in my opinion, genius um, because it, it allows a a a you know a profit driven um, company or person individual to uh, that profit drive helps the Bitcoin ecosystem, Bitcoin mining security. Um, it's, it's genius. So this is, this is by design. The miners are there to make more Bitcoin or, or you know, so there's some fiat miners, but, um, uh, you know, it, my, it, I, me as a miner, I, I mine to make Bitcoin. So th that's, that's the main drive. Um, so that is, again, by design, um, which helps strengthen, you know, Creates, uh, create a, a healthy ecosystem for mining and strengthen like the security of, of mining. So the answer is, I, that's the answer of, of like why miners are not so concerned. Miners are concerned with what the design of Bitcoin mining is to create profit, to, to, to expand, to, uh, you know, um, yeah, to make more Bitcoin, which in turn helps this, the system. So, That's the answer there. Um, there's, of course, there's a lot of um, um, ethical and ethos-driven miners out there, many, um, especially solo miners, I would say, um, <clears throat> but also large miners. Um, those would care. Um, and um, yeah, it's um, it, it, in terms of a mining operation, you, you can switch pools relatively very easily. I mean, the larger it is, um, okay, it makes a little bit more. It, may, it makes a little bit more difficult, but it's not hard. It's not hard. Um, it's it's not difficult. So I think maybe 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 we can roundabout answer that. So your your words just gave me different thought, right? So if you're saying now with with V2, um, miners can build their own block templates. The it aligns their their drive to make as much Bitcoin as possible, right? And by extension, make as much fiat as possible if you're a fiat miner. Um, with this not happening again, because if they build their own block templates, there's no scenario in which, in which this sort of, um, in which this problem arises, right? Where now miners can now censor and censor OFAC, um, OFAC sanctioned wallets, for instance, right? If they wanted to, but there will be some yeah. miners that pick it up, right? Because they don't give a damn. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So basically we're distributing, um, A, an important and 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 I, I would say security aspect of Bitcoin mining to 
the miners to the to the people essentially uh, you know a, a pool in essence is a centralizing system everyone connects to it and if they have yeah. too much power it's not good for bitcoin so that is that is that is no more with sharing b2 That's another it. follow-up question Alejandro. sorry i have to ask um if i'm a miner and i'm with your pool and i mine a block and i um put ofac ofac sanctions wallets in there who's who's on the hook for that Will that come back to bite you potentially? If if because by the way, your pool is called Demand, which I think is a is a great name. Um, so would Demand be on the hook if if a miner at Demand would uh, include a transaction like that in there? Look, right now, multiple? right now, there's no re right now. It's a good good question. Right now, there's no regulate regulation um, for for this. Um, so uh, anyone that any any pool that that does. OPFAC censorship resistance is doing it um, basically, what is it, uh, voluntarily. <clears throat> so, look, um, I, that's all I'm going to say about that. That's, um, that's it. Okay, fair enough. All right, where were we? We were on the benefits of V2. We covered bandwidth, block templates being created by the miners. Um, the OFAC thing was the last time we, the last thing we spoke about. What other key benefits are there to, to V2? The drop declaration from Strandon V1 um, doesn't include future transaction sets, um, um, but SV2 does. So what that means essentially is that uh, miners can start mining on the new block already, uh, with, uh, like like it's doing like it happens right now. But uh, with SV1, you, the transactions are not included in that future uh, block uh, drop declaration or work with SV2, the transaction sets are included. So no empty blocks uh, will be mined. Because so when you say empty blocks, do you mean completely empty or partially empty? No, no, no completely empty. What, how, that, how that happens is that um, a miner starts working on a new block um, um, because it, it starts mining a new block and the way Strand V1 works is that the transaction sets are not included. And if that miner is lucky enough to find that block that they started working on uh, just before, just before, then that block is mined with no transactions, which is very bad for um, um, for Bitcoin because you know uh, that's our job. Close up the mempool. That's our yeah, job. Close up the mempool. Awesome, but but you know that's the whole point of us. We include transactions in the block. That's yeah. Yeah, no, I, I well, agree. But there's also like blocks frequently that are not fully fully um, saturated, right? There's often blocks that are maybe oh, less sure. than a megabyte big, right? So so would this also uh -huh. be something um, where you just have a higher average? So if everybody was using it, would you have a higher average of of block size? Um, no, no. The when when you see a different when you see a different or when you see a block that's not fully um, full. Uh, that means that um, that there wasn't a lot of transactions in the last 10 minutes. That's it. Okay, gotcha. No, I'll I'll come back to, with all of those um, sure. silly technical detail questions for 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 nerds like me uh, when your <laughs> when your CTO is on. Maybe. Um, yeah, probably. I'll better. definitely <laughs> write that one down as well. Um, okay, so. Um, let's talk about demand more. What, what are the, the payout methods that you that you chose, and maybe give a, a bit of an overview over the different ones and their, their pros and cons, and why you went with what you what you decided on. Payment methods, you said. Um, sure. So there there is two. There's basically two um, payment methods out there. Uh, there is variations of them, but essentially it's PPS, which is pay per share, and PPLNS, which is paperless and share. Um, PPS basically pays the miners every time they send a share. Um, so the so the mining the mining variance or, um, is so the luck is handled by the pool instead of the miner. Um, PPLNS, on the other hand, is in my opinion, you know, I think a more you know, there's nothing wrong with PPS uh, as a miner. I would say that. Um, As a pool operator, it's a little bit different because if you take all the luck, it's a little bit harder to do. Um, and also, there is a certain level of, like, it's a lot harder 
to launch a PPS pool than a PPLMS pool because a PPS pool requires liquidity whenever you hit that low. And you have to you have to pay your miners no matter what. Even if even if the variance is is very bad and your pool has found a block in let's say three days, four days, a week, I've seen it happen. Um, where variance just kills you. Um, and you still need to pay off your miners. That can be a you know potentially de- devastating um, to, issue. To put that in different words, essentially with that method, the pool buys the hash rate from the miner. Yes. And if they don't have any money coming in from using that hash rate that the miner sells to them, they're effed basically is what you're saying. Yeah, and it's happened before. It's happened. It happens a lot, to be honest. How do you protect yourself uh, against that? <clears throat> well, uh, you know, there's a lot of strategies you can you can take. Um, one of the main strategies I would say is not to use that <laughs> payment method. Uh, you can use paperless and share, uh, which is a more you know, which is which is the I think it's a it's a more you know, it, it kind of fits more into the ethos of Bitcoin, I would say, um, because that one is just, you know, it, the pool infrastructure helps the miners, um, you know, by aggregating their hash rate and shooting it at Bitcoin Core nodes, at Bitcoin Core. Um, uh, it aggregates the hash rate, so uh, you have a higher chance of finding, the, the pool has a higher chance of finding a block, but what happens is that the block Whenever a block is found, you get paid, right? So the pool is is, is basically has like an internal scoring system that is list that's basically uh, gathering the amount of shares you're hitting, you're you're, you're sending the, us the pool, and then when a block is found, according to how much shares you sent, you get paid. In the right? last couple, so, have an epoch or whatever it is, right? Uh, no. Whenever a block is found, like let's say let's say I start mining on 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 a pool that has PPLNS. And for the next three days, I've been, you know, sending 100 terahashes to that pool. So that pool has an internal internal system that's re- recording how much shares uh, um, you, you've been sending. And then after day three, the, the pool finds the block, finds a block, and pays according to the last three days of 100 terahashes per second. Um, uh, okay, gotcha. But you don't need to be online for that. You don't need to be hashing at the time when the block is found, right? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. There is, there is, there is a certain level of, um, yeah, yeah. The, the the good thing about people and another thing is that a lot of you know it kind of mitigates pool hopping. So it's also that's also an important uh, thing for a pool operator to consider because if you know the miner is vested, like uh, once he starts mining on your pool. You know they've already been sending they've been sending lots of shares lots of hash rate to the pool they're not going to switch to another pool um you know after day five because they want that the amount of hash rate they've been sending to to get to get the equivalent in bitcoin so it mitigates the pool hopping issue um or 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 pool it mitigates pool hopping okay interesting all right okay so what did you guys choose um, so right now, uh-huh, this, uh huh. Thanks, thanks for bringing it back to my pool. <laughs> um, right now, it's a solo pool, so um, um, there's no payment method because it's just solo mining. We 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 help with the infrastructure, and we have um, some features like uh, hash rate selling um, through our partners, uh, um, which uh, uh, we will we will whenever we have a a, a basically a demand from. Um, now you're starting to see where the name came from. A demand from from a buyer to to get some hash rate, we will you know revert that hash rate from our solo miners. Um, it's optional. Uh, we revert that um, hash rate to the seller, uh, to the buyer, and then uh, the the solo miner will make make some Bitcoin, which uh, you know um, it's not. It, you know I don't think I don't I don't see any other pool doing doing something like this. Um, um, so. Solo miners out there are going to be able to make more money for their hash rate. You know, um, they're going to be able to make money for their hash rate than otherwise they would um, uh, make. And this, the the the, it's not only it's. I mean, it's 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 good business for our miners, but the the idea or the the 
the vision there that why we why we're doing this because we want to help solar miners we want to push distribution of hash rate into everywhere we don't i don't you know there's nothing wrong with large miners um i've been one um and i've worked with companies who work in them and i know many of them they're great great um but we also need distribution we also need the little guy with the one s9 heating their house or their pool or 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 that usb you know um uh, miner. Um, that's important too. We need distribution because these large mining operations, you know, they're, they have a lot of large crosshair, I would say, you know, like let's say yeah, a regulatory absolutely. body, like it happened in China. They took them offline. We, so we need, we need that to be. And How great because, is it, by the way, that that happened so early in Bitcoin's history, ah, that a nation state ah, of that size turns off 50% of the hash yeah. rate and you see what happens. How great is it that yeah. that happened in the aftermath in hindsight, right? What, yeah, what an experience. I got a call like at 4 a.m. from my colleagues in, in China, like, hey, you know, pack your bags. You're moving Came to Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's true. We, we, we know we, we had heard that that they were going to, that they were planning on doing this. And, but there's a lot of rumors. And, and I don't know if, if anyone listening has been to China, they understand there's lots of rumors going on. And, you know, it's, it's hard to to. No, what's, re- what's true? Um, yeah, yeah, discern. But it happens, um, and I think I think a lot of people don't don't realize how important that piece of history in Bitcoin mining is. Mm. It's essential. Like it is, in my opinion, it's probably the most one of the most important, if not the most important thing that's happening in Bitcoin mining, because the Bitcoin mining ecosystem, the Bitcoin mining industry, the players, the health of the network right was fine even after 50 percent or whatever it was it was some crazy ludicrous number it was i think it was extra plus 50 percent more i, I think, think it was more 60. than yeah 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 i think it was around 60. it was gone offline and um bitcoin worked fine okay there was a small window where the blocks came in slowly that you know one epoch as they call it 2016 blocks but after that Everything's fine. You can send. Yeah, I think it. Like, average block time went to twelve even, minutes or something. That's. I, it. I'm not. Too, I, I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't. It was something. It was something very minimal. It was a, a momentary little blip of block um, being blocks being found because that the the, the Bitcoin um, protocol had to had to readjust. Um, as you know, um, it, it uh, the big difficulty readjust according to hash rate, and it did that. But even throughout that small epoch, if you still saw transactions, the transactions were being confirmed. So no problem. That is, that right there shows the, the amazing resilience of Bitcoin. Um, and again, and that's why solo mining is important, very important for 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 this for this network for this for the resilience, and also you know, for Bitcoin is for is is for the people. In my opinion, it's 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 a system built for 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 freedom and humanity and like if if you are a small guy in some country that is developing and and it's very hard for you to to buy bitcoin well turns out hey i can get this machine turn it on um you know a lot of these developing nations unfortunately have a lot of good power sources kind of goes hand in hand uh uh, that's, that's that's a different topic. Um, anyway, you can turn on that machine and you can start making money. And with so with with um, with uh, demand, you'll be able to sell that hash rate, and you'll be making even more money. So you'll be helping the in a, system in a sense and making money. Absolutely, in a sense, uh, Bitcoin is just a derivative of energy, right? So anywhere you have energy, you can kind of create Bitcoin. Everybody plays by the same rules, which is beautiful. Yeah, no, absolutely. Beautiful. But again, I would, I would, I mean, just out of interest, just to see what would happen, sure. I would love to see now with the current demand and with the, the mempool size that it's at, you know, uh, I would love to see what happens when now 50% of the hash rate disappears from one week to the next like yeah. I, I would well, just want like I'm, I'm I'm convinced it wouldn't fall apart I would just um be interested well, to see what the effects would be right uh yeah but anyway okay so let, let's get back to demand though um okay Alejandro, let's let's talk let's talk a bit more about the business angle like what what kind of 
what do you have to consider when you when you start something like this and and what are the the the, the thoughts um you've had around the angles that you had to consider what does the future look like like talk to me about uh, how this becomes successful how do you drive all the other people to use v2 because now you know that's your single single factor um when when the big guys uh, implement this how do you stay ahead and, and all of, all of that good stuff okay um let's start with the last question strategy two uh implementation is going to happen across the board uh, and, and you know in a couple of years time you will all pools will be strategy two um and i'm you know that's 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 fine like you know I've got actually I've gotten this question already a couple of times, and that's the whole reason why I'm doing this to help bring Trend B to to all all the whole ecosystem. That's what I want. It's I kicked in the door to you know get this out, get get ship this out. Let's go. Let's start this. It was a bumpy ride, <laughs> but you know we're on we're on it, and um you know it's new tech and it's a new implementation. So of course there's going to be some some you know some bumps along the way, but. That's the point. We we want we want this to 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 be, and and and, I, and I'm 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 certain that it's going to be all the pools are going to have strategy too. Um, it's going to take some time uh, for these, especially I, I would I would assume for very large miners to switch their whole you know infrastructure to SV two, which gives me you know a certain advantage. You know I have a, I have a, some some time to to basically get very gray hair uh, and and get very wrinkly from all the stress and pressure of working very hard to get as many miners as possible onto the pool. Um, um, but yeah, so, so, so in my opinion, that's, um, it's not, it's not that it's good. I want the whole ecosystem to be SP2. Another, another thing to, another thing of course is, um, you know, uh, it right now demands just uh, me and my co-founder, Philippe Merli, who was the lead developer of the SRI open source implementation of Strano V2. Um, and we're, You know, we're bootstrapping it. It's just me and him, um, you know, paying, paying everything out of our pockets. We don't have a couple million in the bank uh, like some of these guys. Uh, so, you know, we're, 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 we, we are the little guy with the S9 in the developing field. That's, that's who we are. We're not the big boys. Um, so, um, you know, um, support us if you can. Yeah, no, um, look, you have the network to, to make it work. Right, I mean, it's a very, yeah, 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 yeah. it's it sounds like a very Bitcoin esque story, right? Well, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. I understand you're also hitting Africa now. I believe we will see each uh -huh. other in about, let's say, 72 hours. We'll be able to shake hands um, <laughs> in person. Uh, talk to me about that. How does that factor into the to the business side of things? When it comes to this pool, yeah. So, so look, a lot of the strategy with, um, you know, I don't want to give away too much information on business strategies because then uh, um, I'm sure our pool pool competitors are listening. Um, but you know, um, there's a whole like a lot of a lot of a lot of focus in the pool ecosystem right now is in the North American market, which of course is very large. Uh, but that is around sixty percent of the. Kind of like China back in the days, 60% of the hash rate in the global hash rate. There, that means there's 40%, which is let's say wait, if it's four, oh, it's around 500 terahashes, uh, exahashes. That, that, that's a hell of a lot of uh, that's around you know, whatever, uh, exahashes outside of North America. Um, that's a whole entire you know, blue ocean out there. Uh, For, for 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 demand to take over <laughs> so that's the strategy the strategy is to um, to focus on 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 you know um, on not, not not only North America right there's the, there's a, there's a whole world out there and um, um, you know there's a there's a renaissance going on in Africa right now and that's the reason why I'm going to shake your hand in 72 hours um, one of the reasons is because I, 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 I want to, I've been in, I've been in the, I've been in the, I've been in China when Bitcoin mining started to grow crazy. I've been in Texas, not slash North America when Bitcoin started to grow Texas uh, crazy. I've been in Latin America, which is still kind of, I would say somewhere in the middle now, um, especially in Paraguay. Um, and now I'm going to be, you know, um, in Africa 
uh, while this new renaissance begins in lighting. And um, for me, not only is it not only is it you know my business and something um, you know to to pay the bills and pay for the bills of my employees and my future employees and 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 everything. Um, but um, um, it's also because I love this. You know, I want to help build the ecosystem, and you know, it's so exciting to see, you know, um, the the uh, benefits of Bitcoin mining, uh, especially in regions of the world where it's needed most. Like, for example, the guys Gridless, they're they're doing a fantastic job by providing uh, a a last buyer of a sort of the power, which is then allowing the villages, the town folk, to have lower electricity costs. That's that's amazing. You know, that's that's where it's at. That's what Bitcoin. That's what Bitcoin mining should be, and it and it is. So I'm I'm ex- super excited to be, you know, focusing a lot into to the African market. And if any African miners or African uh, developers or Bitcoiners are listening, please reach out to me or reach out to Jesse because he's also focusing on Africa. Um, and I'm sure you will meet all the guys that have significant hash rate on the continent again in about 72 hours in, in Accra and Ghana at Afro Bitcoin Conference. So you can talk to all of them. Um, I just, just from a underst- um, understanding understanding it more, right? So if I were to send, yeah. I don't know, first of all, how do you define solo miner, Alejandro? What is a solo miner to you? Solo miner is, uh, you know, uh, someone who has a, a mining rig at home using, you know, the power, their extra power that they found, some solar panels that they have, some, or or you know, someone that has you know you know a, a shed with maybe three three rigs in on in it. Okay. Or but, or or people who who rent hash rate too, I'll consider that solar mining as well. Yeah. All right. So somebody that buys hash rate on Wrigley or on 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 nice hash or yeah. whatever. There, there's numerous numerous people out there right now selling hash rate. Um, yeah. Reactor as well, who I've had on the show. Um, that was a good interview. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes you see like tweets, to, oh, solar miner to... with 20 petahashes finds block. I'm like, guys, that's not a solar yeah. miner. That's like, that's actually a significant amount of machines already with, with a good, <laughs> good amount of capex behind it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was actually the day before we launched, uh, which I, I take as a, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe, yeah, some sort of sign that, you know, Anyway, uh, solo miner found a block, so um, badass, you know. Shout out to Rick that who, happened who, happened a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, I that, don't know. yeah, it happened a bunch yeah. of times last year or the last. Yeah, year. twelve times actually, twelve times. Um, and uh, uh, it, it basically, you know, as a, if, if you're listening, you're a solo miner. It can happen. It's a, it's a lottery every ten minutes that you have. Uh, the chances are are small. Of course, yeah. the chances are better the higher hash rate you have, but they're small. But it happens. It's happened 12 times this year, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it's a little bit more. Um, and so, um, um, you know, it can happen. Also, shout out to the to the solar mining group on, on Telegram. I think they have like 1,500 oh, yeah. people in there. You know, that that's probably yeah, a good way for you to, to start uh, advertising this as well um, and getting them all on, on V2. Um, yeah. I think it would be, could it be pretty cool and some momentum behind that but again like you brush up on my german skills though <laughs> yeah i know they have a, they have an english section as well don't don't ah, worry okay. i can take over the the german part for you that that's not see, no see problem it, i can do it. that for you um sure. but again like if if like let's say you've got a, a bunch of solar miners in there they, they only make money when when they jointly find a block right so the chances of that yeah. happening are still not super super high and you're not gonna be no paying them out no matter what and then be bankrupt within in, in two weeks right so um what is sort of what are your your medium term targets have you sort of laid out how much hash rate you want to on, get on board what's what's realistic you think yeah i have some i have some targets but my main target right now is um um to get uh solo solo miners to mine on, on shrine v2 and build their own block template and add their own transaction sets. So if you're a solo miner listening to this, please um, join uh, our Telegram group, send me a DM, whatever, get in touch with me um, because I'll be sending the instructions on how to mine. You'll, you'll be taking part of history because we'll be the you'll be the first. I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing to allow Trinity to like its key feature to be done by solo miners. I think that's great. Um, so reach out to me. 
Um, I'll send you the instructions. You, you need a Bitcoin core node to be synced up and set up. So, so get that done. Um, if you're, so, if you're listening, which is uh, another thing, which is great. We need no, we need more node counts. We need node proliferation. This is helping. Uh, so set up that node, um, and then reach out to me uh, and I'll send you the instructions for you to be, you know, make history in Bitcoin mining and mine the first, uh, you know, uh, or not, maybe, maybe not mine the first block that, that would be great, but you know, let's be realistic. One of the first. At least start, yeah, at least start mining with Strand V2 and be, you know, have that possibility of building your own uh, uh, block template and transaction sets. Okay, brilliant. All right, guys. So if, you, if you're interested in doing this, reach out to him. All the, the stuff will be yeah. in the show notes. Uh, there's an easy Telegram yeah. link, uh, and then you can bombard him with messages uh, and get your... your... <laughs> so can, you, can, can this work with nerd miners as well, Alejandro? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to nerd miners. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Um, I think um, I'm, I'm actually I'm, uh, this morning the nerd miners team joined the uh, demand Telegram group, so I'm sure There's nice. You know what I'll do after yeah. this? We will set up my nerd miner to could be connected to to this if that's possible. Cool, man. Make on that note, me. yeah. On that note, um, you you already mentioned it. Bumpy road. Talk to me about that. Yeah. Right, because oh yeah, 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 yeah. There have been other um, other sure. few interviews. Let's get into mm -hmm. that for a little bit. Tell people what happened there. Yeah, so um, you know, um, we 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 launched on on Monday, on twenty seventh of November, um, and we we hit some unexpected setbacks. Um, you know, I like to you know you know full full full. You know, it's our our fault for not you know. Come, you know, taking it out and coming out with guns blazing. But at the same time, like, I don't care what anyone thinks or says. What I do care about is the hash rate being sent to my pool and my clients' hash rate and the money they're going to be potentially making. So we, me and Filippo, after having some, you know, some a little bit bumpy of lunch, we decided, hey, let's, let's, let's stop, get this thing right, you know, I don't I, again I don't care what anyone thinks. What I care about is the hash rate that's being sent to my pool. That's that is that is critical. So we said, hey, let's take the let's take the decision, let's apologize to to the community, but we'll be back online. So it's 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 it's, it's normal for tech companies to have some issues from along the way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I just had another thought. Maybe we can get BTC sessions to to do a tutorial video on how to set up your solo miner to to connect Great. to demand. I think that's a good idea. Uh, and it would help okay. people a lot. Good. Um, good suggestion. Yeah, absolutely. So if I can say so myself, I mean, it's my suggestion. I'm telling myself how great it is. It's not always <laughs> not always the best, but I think that's a pretty good idea. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, is there anything, Alejandro, that I, that I haven't asked you that I wish I had? Um, no, I think, I, think we hit, I think we hit it, you know? I think we hit it. We... We're, you know, we're here. We're, you know, the Bitcoin revolution is here. Nice, man. Look, guys, this is the first Stratum V2 pool that's out there. If you don't know what it is, Stratum V2 in, in detail, I will also link a Brains article uh, on the subject so that, that people can get into it and, and read again about all the benefits and, and the history there. Um, Alejandro is right. This is indeed very, very decisive. I really hope that... In the next year, when you launch for the bigger miners, when you've got some some solo mining uh, momentum behind you, that that um, other miners will will connect. You you reach a petahash, you reach 100 petahash, and then you reach an exahash, and you, you go on from there. Uh, and look, this is exactly what it's about, right? I always say um, Bitcoin is a, is a is a counter pool to the current system, right? And in this regard, I, I feel like your implementation of a pool is a counter pool to the current pools that exist out there, right? Now they have to deal with this Stratum V2 uh, Stratum V2 pool that's out there that's offering this, and they it, it won't go away. At least that's what it seems like. And so they have to see how, how they deal with that and how they implement V2 and, and offer their clients the same benefits. And that's exactly the game theory that you've said you're trying to drive as well. So big kudos to you. Um, Alejandro, tell people where they can find you, where they can find more about this. I know all the links will be in the show notes as well, but but tell people anyway. Follow me on uh, Twitter. I'm active on Twitter. Bit, Bits Entrepreneur is my uh, handle there. Um, and the pool is demand underscore pool. 
thanks Jesse for this opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I have one last question. One last okay. question, which is, okay. do you think that Bitcoin consumes enough energy? <laughs> That's a funny question. Uh, in my opinion, no. <laughs> We're universal. I think, except for one interview, the, this answer has been universally across the board. Um, guys, thank you very much for listening. I hope you learned something new, took something away. Connect with Alejandro. Um, I really want to support his his efforts here. Everybody that's listening should check it out. What they're doing. I hope the website is 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 live soon again. Is it live again or not yet? No, yet. <laughs> okay. So by the time you're listening, check it out. the The link will be in the show notes again, so you can find it easily. Um, and yeah, support the show with your own hash rate. Send some my way. Um, the description or, on how to do that is in the show notes as well. Um, again, thanks for the idea. Um, I think it's Pod256 who came up with that concept. That's a, a pretty good one, so I had to steal it. That's a really, um, cool, that's a really cool idea, Jesse. It is, uh, hey? It's not, it's not, it's not my my brainchild. It's theirs. Okay. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, again, like guys, thank you very much for for tuning in. Check out the show notes on this one. Um, I will probably be back. Hopefully, if Alejandro can can find his his business partner in the, in the uh, in the in the technical den that he's in, trying to make everything work um, mid December or some some other time to answer all the all the other deep technical questions on pools. Um, if you have them, send them my way. Um, and with that, yeah, let's let's close this out. Have a good week. And if you are in Accra in, in Ghana, please connect with us there as well. Um, it's going to be a great conference. It was was great last year, uh, and I'm really looking forward to to traveling to Ghana again to meet. All the greats that are moving and shaking Bitcoin mining, not just around the globe, but also on the African continent. Um, guys, have a good day and cheers. Bye.